final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is brought to you by Big O Tires, the team you trust. Also by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. BYU falls in Sioux Falls to Creighton 83-71, your final score. The BYU Cougars with the loss drop to 8-2 and two on the season. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. We are presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. BYU's only lead was at uh, the very beginning of the game. Cougars led 2-0, and from that point on, it was all Creighton, and BYU falls ultimately by 12 points. Up next for BYU, uh, they will not have an in-week game due to finals. They'll have their next game Saturday. It will be on the road. However, still in the state of Utah, Cougars traveling to Ogden to the D Event Center, taking on Weber State uh, with Greg with football next Saturday because the Independence Bowl will be taking place in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, I will have the call alongside Mark Durant. We will have that for you coming from Ogden next Saturday evening, 5 o'clock pregame, 6 o'clock tip here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. All right, let's get to some scores. Not a lot, but uh, at least one game right now uh, going on in the top 25. It is a battle of two top 25 teams. Number 21, Ohio State and number 22, Wisconsin, and it has just gone final. And it was trending this way. The Buckeyes had uh, complete control of this game. Uh, Ohio State gets the win 73-55 over Wisconsin. Also earlier today, 18th-ranked Auburn defeating Nebraska 99-68. This game just underway. Uh, Penn State taking on 19th-ranked Michigan State so early that the Nittany Lions lead is 2-0. Uh, with four minutes to go in the first half in Norman, Oklahoma, number 12, Arkansas, trailing the Sooners. Sooners looking for the upset of the 12th-ranked Razorbacks. They lead 35-22. to Every team in the state of Utah, college basketball-wise, that is, is in action today. Uh, nothing else besides the BYU game has tipped. Southern Utah will be hosting St. Catherine at 1 p.m. in Cedar City. Weber State will be at home against Maine Fort Kent. That game will tip off at 2.30 p.m. at the D Event Center. The University of Utah will be at the Huntsman Center at 3 o'clock, hosting Manhattan. Utah State will be welcoming New Orleans to Logan. That game will tip at 7. Also at 7 o'clock tonight in St. George, Dixie State will be hosting Denver. And then your late game, Utah Valley on the road in Laramie, taking on Wyoming at 8 p.m. Coming up on the other side, we'll switch gears a little bit and talk a little BYU football. Head coach Kalani Satake staying put. We'll get into the details when we return. Your final score from South Dakota, Creighton, defeating BYU 83-71. We'll have more Cougar Post Game Live right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
Your final score, Creighton 83, BYU 71. Cougars record now 8-2 and two on the season. Next in action a week from today in Ogden taking on Weber State. Well, it was announced yesterday that despite all the speculation of other programs coming to take him away, BYU football head coach Kalani Satake staying right here in Provo, signing a new contract through the 2027 season. Financial terms obviously not made public, but BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo praised Kalani's success and his dedication with the program and called this new deal unprecedented. I feel like Kalani has made an incredible commitment to BYU football. He's made a commitment to the student athletes. He's made a commitment to his staff. He's made a commitment to Cougar Nation. You can see and feel how Kalani has galvanized everybody around Cougar Nation to incredible heights. So thus, we felt that it was imperative and very important that we made that same commitment back to him. And so today, I'm happy to say that we have an un unprecedented contract with Kalani and BYU football that will keep him here for years to come. Now with BYU going into the Big 12 coming up in 2023 and think about that just from a football perspective. BYU has the bowl game on Saturday of next week and then it's one more season as an independent and then BYU football as well as the other sports will be in the Big 12. It's pretty crazy to think about but with BYU going in 2023, this new contract's a big step towards taking the football program and the athletic department to a new level. And Kalani said he's grateful for the deal, but even more grateful for what it means for others. I'm really excited about this opportunity to be the head coach and to have the stability that Tom mentioned. And uh, this whole situation has never been about me. It's been about our program and uh, specifically about our players. And so I'm really excited for the opportunity that, uh, that we have um, with our coaching staff and our support staff and, and everyone involved in BYU football, um, specifically the players, uh, the opportunities that they're going to have and the resources that they're going to have to get us into this situation to have success. And so uh, I'm really excited about that. And, and um, most of all, I'm, I'm just to tell BYU fans I'm so happy and I say it all the time before I was a BYU head coach and before I was a BYU football player I was always a BYU fan and so um, appreciate all the support that we have received from Cougar Nation and um, warms my heart. Congratulations certainly goes out to head coach Kalani Satake and his entire staff. All right that's a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break we'll get you back to the Sanford Pentagon for the Cougar Locker Room Show, your final from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. BYU drops an 83-71 game to the Creighton Blue Jays. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive postgame coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Marcelo, angle left. Barcelo, elbow Game. jumper, got it! The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Now let's head back to the Bilt Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back courtside here at the Sanford Pentagon. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, BYU's first ever game in this state and Creighton's first ever game here in, uh, well, since 1975. And uh, despite holding Creighton scoreless from the field over the last four-plus minutes, uh, Creighton finished off this game at the free-throw line. In fact, the last ten Creighton points were all scored at the free-throw line as the Blue Jays did a nice job of closing this one out. BYU never got it to single digits in the second half. It was an 18-point lead 
at halftime. It got to a 20-point lead in the opening seconds of the second half. The lead got as large as 21 with 15.09 to go. Best the Cougars could do was take off 11 of those 21 points of a deficit. It got it to a 10-point game on a Gideon George layup with 8.06 to go. BYU was down 10, so striking distance, but... The uh, Cougars never got as close as single digits in the second half as Creighton wins this one by a score of 83-71 to with Creighton scoring 48 of its 83 in a very, very impressive first half of play. Leading scorer in this game was Ryan Hawkins with a Creighton career-high 25 points in a second consecutive game. He had 25 against Iowa State last uh, Sunday and 25 again here today. He was excellent. So too was Alex Barcelo. One off a career-high. A.B. with 28 on 11 of 20 from the field. 20 shots is a big, big number for A.B., but in this day, I think he kind of sensed if we're going to come back, it's going to be me. I'm going to have to do all I can, and that he did. 11 for 20 for Barcelo, 5 for 7 from deep, 28 points to go along with a rebound and a team high and a game high four assists. So A.B. with a game high 28 and a game high four helpers in this one. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show brought to you by Brady Industries. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment. Brady Industries, honestly better. Learn more at BradyIndustries.com. We'll take a break and visit with a BYU player from the Pentagon after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. All right, so back at the Sanford Pentagon here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Greg Grubel with you. Mark Durant uh, back home in this one. The weather kept Mark from getting out to us, but he'll be back with you next Sunday as BYU and Weber State play at the D Event Center in Ogden. We, this is our Cougar Locker Room Show, brought to you by Visible Supply Chain Management. From freight to packaging to fulfillment to small parcel services, Visible is driven to reimagine the entire supply chain. Visible Supply Chain Management, a Maersk company. Learn more at visiblescm.com. All right, to BYU falls to Creighton today by a final score of 83-71. to 71. We did see Gideon, uh, no, we say Caleb Lohner make uh, the first three-pointer of his season today. Uh, Caleb with a three-point miss earlier in the day, dropped to 0 for 15, made one at the very end to go now for 1 for 16. Maybe this kind of gets him going. I think last year he had a similar uh, slow start to the year from deep and then got going and uh, shot the ball pretty well from three the rest of the way. We'll see if this one uh, turns Caleb Lohner on today. A lot of BYU fans in the stands today. Certainly this felt more like a a partisan Creighton crowd. Omaha's not too far away, but a lot of BYU fans showed up, did very well to represent in this early game. It was a, a 10 o'clock Mountain Time tip, 11 o'clock here in the Sioux Falls. A lot of BYU fans here, more Creighton fans certainly, and those Creighton fans going home happy as Creighton defeats BYU by a final score of 83-71. to 71. We'll give you BYU scorers once again. Alex Barcelo, big day for him, 28 points, one off of his career high. 13 points for Seneca Knight, and for Seneca Knight, that's his BYU career high. So Sen had a really nice day, including a three-point uh, three, three performance from the uh, arc. He was three for five. And for Seneca, uh, he had uh, just four threes on the year, I think, coming in two today. Uh, indeed, he was four for 20 from deep coming in two today and then up going for three for five on this day. So a renaissance of sorts for Seneca Knight. We think that Seneca will be our postgame guest here, uh, popping on the headset momentarily. That is our plan, at least. So uh, 28 for Barcelo, 13 for Knight. Then you go down to six for Trevin Nell, six for Caleb Lohner, five for Gideon George, four for 
Tijon Lucas, four, four for Sene Torreira, three for Hunter Erickson. He made a three in a second consecutive game as Hunter sees some more time, gets into Coach Mark Pope's rotation. And the final scorer in this game was Spencer Johnson playing and not scoring. In fact, the only player to play uh, without points today was Atiki Ali Atiki. Atiki Ali Atiki was scoreless on this day. How many minutes did Atiki get today? Uh, he ended up with uh, eight minutes played. Leading minutes guy today was Alex Barcelo, uh, 34 minutes for his 28 points on the day. Uh, not too many good plus-minus numbers on a day you lose by 12, obviously, but so it was for BYU. The Cougs trailed for 39 and a half of today's 40 minutes. So this was really Creighton all the way after BYU got out to a 2-0 lead. It was Blue Jays and Blue Jays big for most of the day. In fact, Creighton's lead never got below 10 points in the second half. Creighton led for 39-27 of today's 40 minutes. Points per possession, BYU was at 1.014, improved greatly from first half to second half. Uh, Creighton ended up at 1.221, and when you're sitting at uh, 1.2 plus points per possession, uh, you're likely winning that basketball game. Very little doubt about that. Uh, Creighton on its layups today, 12 for 25, 3 for 3 on dunks, so 15 for 28, better than 50% on the close-in stuff. BYU today uh, did not have a very efficient day inside. BYU was 8 for 23 on layups and did not have a dunk attempt on the day as well. So this was a day when BYU shot the ball very, very well from three. In fact, the three-point percentage for BYU is a season high. This week, they went 11 for 24 against Utah State and then today 12 for 23 against Creighton. So the season high in threes made and the season high in three-point percentage both come in this game against Creighton, but it comes in a losing effort for BYU. But the good news is the three-point shots are dropping a little more regularly, but uh, the inside pressure that Creighton presented really kept BYU's two-point number down. And as we said earlier, BYU shot under 33% inside and over 50% outside. It was quite the different situation for Creighton, which was very productive on its inside tries as those layup and dunk numbers a moment ago kind of illustrate. Uh, there were BYU uh, 30 scores on 70 possessions, so a scoring percentage of 42.9 today. Uh, Creighton's scoring percentage was up around 56%, 55.9, as they scored 38 times on 68 possessions. We'll take a break. We'll come back and hear from player and coach. Seneca Knight and Mark Pope next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is also brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Also by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the Coach Mark Pope is coming up in our next segment. Pleased to visit with Seneca Knight in this first segment of our postgame coaches show. Seneca tonight uh, with uh, 13 points, his new BYU career high, 13 points. I say tonight, it's so early in the day, I shouldn't be saying tonight. <laughs> this was a, Seneca, it was an unusual game. Not too many games are going to tip off at 11 a.m. local time, 10 o'clock body clock time. What was it like to come out and get ready for this early of a game? Uh, it was definitely different. You know, we got out here a day early, so we could try to adjust to the, you know, the time difference and everything. 
and we practiced early in the morning yesterday to try to make it feel like a game-like feeling. But, um, yeah, it was just different. Just having to, you know, wake up and still try to find a way to, to win because we're going to be faced with challenges this year. We just got to push through. You drove to practice yesterday in the blizzard, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> now, <laughs> you played in the Mountain West, so you probably had some snowy bus rides and flights before, but uh, do, you, do, you, do you dig the snowy weather or was it not your thing? Uh, at first, I digged it. It was just, it looked pretty outside. <laughs> I enjoyed that. But um, once I started driving, it took me like, usually it takes me about 20 minutes to get to the gym. It took me about 50. <laughs> so uh, I'm not really feeling driving on it. But if I get to sit inside, then it's cool. Okay, I said 13 points, your new BYU career high. You made three threes as well. You made only four threes before today on the year. But uh, the stroke's coming around. How do you feel about your three-point shot? Uh, I'm feeling real good about it. Just keep talking, talking to AB, keep talking to my teammates and everything. They just keep Keep encouraging me they know what I could do so I just go out there knowing that they believe in me and I me and coach Nick work on it every single day as well and it's just been something that you know we just trying to figure out and try to reassess so it's glad to see it paid off you played a lot of good teams already this year where do you kind of fit Creighton into the to the schedule you've had so far um every single game is going to be tough each team every single team we played so far is going to be tough Creighton they played a good game and you know the next game going to be the toughest game, and we just got to keep that mindset and just so we never slack up and stay prepared. You got to 21 points. They led in the second half, but you got it back to 10. Nice comeback effort there in the second. Yes, sir. We appreciate it. We were trying to – our game plan was try to cut little by little, not try to attack it all at once. Uh, we just got to figure out ways. We just got to get better, honestly, just to be able to keep keep that push going because we're going to be faced with difficult games. We're going to be faced with sometimes we're going to be down and be able to fight back. You had a real nice game, and you're one of those guys, too, that when you need to score, you can do that. Then A.B. kind of takes it upon himself, too, and, and got going really kind of uh, you know, kind of like man-possessed a little bit. Finishes with 28 points in the second half. Uh, what can you say for, say for A.B.'s game today? Uh, A.B. is a great player. A.B. came out here. He was ready to go from the tip-off to the end, and uh, he's our leader. So we look at him and him standing like – him going out there and doing that and putting everything on the line to try to – keep the game going and keep us in the game and everything. It just makes us want to fight harder. So we just got to step up so we can also have his back. Now you've got finals week ahead of you, don't you? Yes, sir. So this is an important week in a different kind of way, but then you got to finish that week by playing Weber State, another in-state game. Again, it seems like game by game, there's it, it, there's almost no breathers right in the schedule. There's no breathers at all, but Coach set up this schedule for a reason. So uh, each loss is a lesson. We don't look at it as a loss, and we just try to improve. So uh, come tournament time, we'll be ready. Seneca, have a great finals week. Safe travels back, and good luck against Weber State next Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, that's Seneca Knight. Coach Mark Pope is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to the Sanford Pentagon here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It was a morning matinee for BYU and Creighton. The Blue Jays win it by a score of 83-71. to 71. Coach Pope will hear from in our next segment. Let's hear now from Greg McDermott, the head coach of the Creighton Blue Jays. He spoke to the media a short time ago after his team's 83-71 win over BYU. Well, you know, when you have a better team like BYU and, and they get, reach kind of desperation mode where they're just trying to get downhill and make plays, uh, you, know, you really have to be discipline defensively uh, and they probably got to the rim a few few more times than I would have liked uh, but for the most part uh, you know I thought we thought we took away some of the three-point shots that they get within their offense uh, they got some deep ones on a couple of our switches that they took advantage of 
Uh, you know, we've we've been in a few games where we've had to come from behind. Uh, I think that I think that helps you. But we, for the most part, we handled the pressure well. Uh, you know, we stepped up and made our free throws, which is important uh, when the team's trying to get back. Got a question online from Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Thank you. Hey, Mac, uh, you know, that first half lead you guys built up there, um, you know, it's hard not to look. I know that not everything is baked into the stat sheet, but it's hard not to notice the disparity in the paint and trace that back to the margin you guys had at halftime. You know, how much of that was just Ryan Kalkbrenner's efficiency on offensive end and his just ability to take away everything easy inside for BYU? No, it was obviously Ryan was huge. Um, you know, his presence at the rim offensively and on, on the offensive glass. Uh, and then we were able to hit a few threes early. And when you hit a few threes early, now do you, you give up that three and, and keep an extra help person in there on Kalkbrenner. Uh, so we were able to, you know, to get him on a few, get him touches early in the game, I thought was huge. And then he just was, uh, you know, such a factor on the defensive end of the floor, both, you know, blocking shots and changing shots. And, uh, so, you know, I, I thought, uh, you know, the start of the game for Ryan was probably right up there with the end of the, the game against Southern Illinois in terms of how he impacted the game on both ends of the floor. Your decision to you guys switched everything basically for most of the first half, maybe into the second two. How difficult is that to execute for, for a team? And I know I know it put some guys in some tough mismatches at times. How do you how do you think they handled that? Yeah, you know, we just felt that that Marcelo and, and Lucas were, you know, when they're comfortable, uh, they're really, really good. And, you know, we switched early and then, then we went to, to, to blitz in a few screens, uh, you know, out of a timeout on occasion and then went back to switching. And, and uh, we just felt, you know, we've done a lot of drop coverage during the course of the year uh, and drop coverage will lend itself to guys shooting a lot of mid-range shots. Well, that's what Lucas and Marcelo do, and that's where they're elite. So we wanted to take away that part of their game, and I thought for the most part we did. Um, and we didn't get to Alex a few times on that three-point line, but I thought our guys executed the plan. You know, we did a similar plan against North Dakota State where we switched a lot of screens, and it, it was effective. So, you know, we we have to have the ability because we're so young right now and we're not, we're not really a master of anything yet. Um, I think we've got to throw some change up at – at, at people and kind of change our coverages. And I thought our guys executed that well today. All right, that is uh, Greg McDermott, head coach of the Creighton Blue Jays. His team ends a little two-game run against Creighton. BYU had won the last two in this series. Creighton wins for the first time since uh, the Kyle Korver days. Uh, the last win against BYU came on December 7th, 2002. Kyle Korver, 19 points, 11 rebounds. Creighton defeated BYU 74-64 that day in Omaha. Creighton today wins it by a score of 83-71. Cougs have won the last two. And now in the all-time series, 11 games contested. BYU's won seven, and Creighton now has won four. All right, this is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show, brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Before we go to break, let's bring you today's Economics Partners valuable stat of the game. It is brought to you by Economics Partners. And Coach Mark Pope will be on, by the way, in the next segment. So Coach Pope is finishing with the other media. He'll be back in our next segment. By the way, the Economics uh, Partners valuable stat of the game, brought to you by... Economics Partners, whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs evaluation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. We're going to go back to the layup number today. BYU 8 for 23 on its layups. 
Conversely, Creighton was 12 for 25, plus 3 for 3 on dunks. No dunk opportunities for BYU on this day. The easy buckets were not coming easy for the Cougars on this day when they fall by 12. We'll come back with Coach Mark Pope as we continue from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and the Sanford Pentagon. Final score, Creighton 83, BYU 71 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU falls by a final score of 83-71 today to the Creighton Blue Jays. Creighton getting 25 from Ryan Hawkins for a second consecutive game. Hawkins had 25 last Sunday and 25 tonight. The game-high point total went to Alex Barcelo, 28 for AB, one off his career high. He was uh, he was outstanding as BYU's comeback effort comes up just short. And putting on the headset is BYU head coach Mark Pope here at the Sanford Pentagon. Coach Pope, uh, you, you've talked uh, with your team. You've talked with the other media uh what's been maybe uh, the theme you'd want to express to to uh, cougar nation uh, in this setting well uh you know congratulations crane they played terrific tonight um you know i'm a big fan of coach mcdermott i think he's a really creative coach and i think he um and, uh, you know they, they played well i'm super disappointed with the outcome super disappointed with our ability to just kind of feel the game early on um but but you know we'll, we'll get better what did you expect that Creighton gave you and what do you think maybe your guys could have been more prepared for that you saw from them um uh, well I I mean they played how we thought they would play um you know his 44 is a, a great stretch for a veteran veteran player he shoots the the heck out of the ball he's done it all season long and throughout his career and he shoots it from deep and he gets it off quick and He's also able to, you know, go inside and cause some problems. We started out switching one through four on all interchanges, and, you know, maybe we should have been more of a ball screen feel uh, early on. That causes some problems, and and, uh, I think in general the physicality of the game just set us back a little bit, which is super surprising, super disappointing uh, for me just in terms of I clearly didn't get my guys quite ready for for what this was going to feel like. I was surprised, actually, that we were surprised. and then it took us it took us a while to respond. You know, their size in the middle was problematic for us. Um, it got us rushed. Uh, you know, from two, we we just were. Um, it was almost like we wanted to get really stubborn and and prove that we go make shots over that. So it's kind of uh, working a second move, KDA's DLs, and and uh, actually, you know, um, involving. You know, the, the, the eleven is a terrific shot blocker and he's he's pretty mobile at his size and and we never punished him on the backside for that that was really surprising but but that's me again like we have to you know we have to just have a, a aggressive patience that we did not have tonight we had an aggressive aggressive 48 point first half for Creighton uh, that probably was I don't know a good 10 to 15 points more than than you would have hoped to give them in this kind of game even though the t- even though the, t- the t- tempo was up and pace was up yeah, I mean, just you know, listen, we're, we're at halftime. We're at a hundred point game, and you're just yeah. like, this is, you know, this is not us. Um, you know, we 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 didn't communicate with our guys well about. Um, we clearly didn't put into our, you know, we failed as a staff to help our guys understand what this scout was and what this game was going to feel like. You walk into halftime, you know, with 44 with 20, and and 
um, you know, we're coming out of timeouts, uh, placing a massive emphasis, and then we're giving up a three as soon as we come out of timeout twice. It actually happened twice, a, a, a elevator three and a, and a kick corner three, and you just scratch your head being like, man, I'm, I'm not communicating. I'm not doing a good job communicating with my team. And so this, this one is on me. It's just super disappointing. Um, but we will, you know, we, we're playing the schedule for a reason. We, we, you know, there's nothing in the world more painful than getting exposed. It is the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world, but in basketball terms, it's the worst thing in the world. But you, you, you put this schedule together so you can get exposed, so you can get better. And clearly, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're going to learn a lot from this game. And, and it, you know, it's our job to make it make us better. Something you like from your guys today? Well, I'm I'm proud of my guys' fight. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes you step into the gym and everything feels so bad and so weird and so and 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 the start is so, so, um, you know, and just nothing seems like a whistle doesn't go your way and a physicality doesn't go your way and the plays don't go your way and your field doesn't go your way and and uh, you know this this team's DNA is to fight and they certainly did fight. Uh, you know, they, this is not a team that's ever going to go away and and so I'm super proud of that. Um, you know, we, we, we you know, we shot the ball well again. We, we you know, we rebounded the ball better in the second half, just not the right places. Um and so, you know, but the end numbers I'm pleased with. You know, I'm I'm disappointed with how we cared for the ball. Not just not just the fifteen turnovers, but the shot selection at the rim too, I mm-hmm. thought was was super disappointing and and that is, you know, it's a, a, it's a, that's that's um, something that we will get better at, and we will grow at, and we'll feel out better. Um, you know, I, I felt like you know, we're kind of in this weird little middle ground where we're trying to figure out if we're if, we, if, if we're going to play small or maybe move a little bigger. I thought Foose and Atiki, uh, you know, they were a little bit overwhelmed in the first half. I thought they were a little more solid in the second half, and that's going to help us put a little bit. When we put a little bit bigger lineup on the floor in the second half, it was helpful. Um, and so, you know, those those rookies going to have to carry a burden for us and get better fast, and they are getting better fast. Finally, Coach, talk about a, a season of stages or phases. Where does this put you now? Well, we just finished, my, in my mind, stage two uh, in an incredibly disappointing fashion. And so it's, uh, it's you, know, you know, you think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's actually great timing because we have a full week to go to work and, and work really hard and see if we can get better. And, um so you also have to sit on it for a week. So, it, you know, this is this is the course of a season. And, yeah. um, you know, you're grateful for, for the opportunity to play against teams that come out and play the good teams that come out and play really, really well because you just want to learn and you want to get better. And, and like I said, this is will be um, there'll be a lot of late nights here in the next week trying to yeah. see the ways we can get better. And that's that's actually a super enjoyable part of this season is, is the idea of getting better. And so we will. We'll see you in Studio C on Tuesday. Safe travels back, Coach. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Rick. All right, that's Coach Mark Pope. And that's wrap it up from the Sanford Pentagon here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Creighton 83, BYU 71 is our final. Thanks to the crew back at BYU Radio in Provo. Our coordinating producer, Terry South. Our control board operators, Andrew Hare and Corbin Radford. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our intern, Alex Dotson. Our engineer, Sean Fay. Barry Squires also assists on the engineering side of things. So that is the group back in Provo. Courtside, no Mark Durant today, but Tyson Jex, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director, was alongside.
side. Our thanks to Seneca Knight and Coach Pope. Coach Pope pregame and postgame. And Seneca joining us for postgame comments as well. Our appreciation to Greg McDermott, head coach of the Creighton Blue Jays, who visited with me before the game. And you heard from him postgame as well. All right, it is finals week for BYU. They'll end the week with a game at Weber State next Saturday night. It'll be an early tip, 6 o'clock Mountain Time with a 5 o'clock pregame coming after the Independence Bowl, BYU and UAB from Shreveport. That is the week ahead. We'll have the coaches show, BYU basketball with Mark Pope, Tuesday night, 6.30 in Studio C at BYU TV. Look to my Twitter feed for the seat request link for that show. So for all those folks, my name is Greg Rubel. Thanking you for tuning in. Our final score today, Creighton 83, BYU 71. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good day and so long from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. BYU basketball is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Borkey, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director for Corporate Sponsorship, Casey Stoffer. BYU Basketball is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Thank you.